turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. In the 11, everyone, on a Saturday morning, February 4th, 2023, good old 710 KNUS, the voice of the people, Sunday, uh, 50 tomorrow, today, 52, Saturday, Monday, maybe light snow comes back, all is well in the world, and this has become part of the show, and uh, right away this week, as soon as that Sunday game was over, and I was uh, giving a talk and got home and saw the final couple minutes of the of the Cincinnati game. And my grandson was upset about it. And I said, there's only one thing to do at a moment like this. Road trip. Ladies and gentlemen, please say good morning. Welcome back. They work. Sandy Clough and the legendary hitman, Joe Williams. Fellas, good morning. Thanks for coming back on the show. Hi, Pete. Hey, guys. Hey. Hitman. Hey, Pete. Good morning. Um, <laughs> good morning. It, I, Hi, Sandy. <laughs> I, hey, I, Joe. Hey. hey. I, I got to tell I don't know. Uh, how do I say this? I don't know enough about anything, but I certainly don't know enough about football. But I've been listening off and on to some talk radio, and everybody's saying, you know, like about Broncos get a new head coach. You guys want you to talk about that. But so I'm doing a lot of reading. I'm going a long way around the barn, and we're talking about the balloon that's now flying over the America, <laughs> and they want to shoot it down. It's a weather balloon. Anyhow, so. Yeah. Walmart has spent $500 billion inside of China. <laughs> Wait a minute. We built, we built all of this, right? And, yes. <laughs> and, and now we got a balloon. You know, and I'm going like, you know, the flat screen TVs, Nike, all these guys. We built their, we built their military with our, with our money. And, and we got a new head coach for the Broncos, and it's the Waltons. I mean, Walmart spent, honest to God, you guys, $500 billion since they began manuf- having manufacturing done in China. I don't know. What are we missing here? Let's, so let's start with a new Bronco head coach and the Waltons. Who wants, who wants first shot at that one? Hitman, it's yours. Well, all I can tell you is uh, Sam Walton, I get them all mixed up because there's several of them, but his sister is the fifth richest person, not in the United States, in the world. We're, we're, we're talking about yeah. all them guys oh, yeah. in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Hey, everybody, yeah. right? Yeah. In other words, they, they got, you know, they can take it out of petty cash. So let's start, <laughs> let's start with that. You know, they can buy, hey, and if Russell Wilson isn't up to the task, they can just buy him out and send him on his way. We were talking about the gold watch. He'll get that and more. And uh, it, it, the coffers won't be empty, so. They got plenty of money. I think the Broncos lucked out getting a ownership like that. And plus, we none of us ever see. Uh, I don't ever see Walmart closing down. Do you guys? Oh no! That was the point. <laughs> that was the point of you know. I was trying to pull this off this morning in the nine o'clock. Don't you understand that when they stripped all the jobs that we all knew as kids out of this country, the multinationals and the the Chinese have no problem. They don't have a tax system. We just we'll take this and it's ours. And then we'll build a big military and we'll fly these balloons. And I don't think the balloon is dangerous. but And I think a full circle, because it's Walmart, it comes back, well, now they own your Broncos. Sandy, your thoughts? 
Well, uh, I, I'm not quite as sanguine about about this ownership. Uh, I think Peyton's a, a very good coach and, and certainly the guy they wanted all along. Uh, but I think that it's pretty apparent that uh, the first interview with Peyton did not go well. And it seems fairly obvious to me that the Broncos were turned down, not only by Peyton, but perhaps by uh, uh, one or two of their other candidates somewhere along the way. And uh, there was a report in the Washington Post, uh, well, week, 10 days ago, maybe, uh, that uh, Peyton had been put off by what he perceived as a developing power struggle. Mm. And, of course, I assumed that that involved Peyton himself, perhaps, <laughs> during the course of the interview. Uh, as it turns out, it doesn't involve Peyton. Peyton looked around the room during his interview and saw that there was conflict between the old man, Walton, and the son-in-law, Greg Penner. Yeah. And apparently that conflict has been out uh, ongoing throughout the course of the season. And there are executives within the organization who believe that in spite of the Peyton hiring, the Broncos are as big a mess as they have ever been at the present. Sandy, this, uh, is, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Sandy is plugged in. I didn't know anything about this uh, uh, son-in-law, uh, Walton, but I know who's going to win that uh, I know he's going to win that argument every time. The guy with the money. Yeah, that's right. I I think the not whole the guy, thing. Hey, not the guy, not the guy who married up. The guy who got the money. Yeah, that's him. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. You know what walks and what talks, right, Hitman? It's like that's right. <laughs> yeah. every time. All right, now let me. We'll we'll come back to that. But did the refs help decide who's going to play in the Super Bowl this year? I don't well, think so, and, and and Joe may have a different view of of this. I, I really don't think so. It, it was a poorly officiated game, uh, but uh, the key play was obviously the late hit on Mahomes out of bounds. And in a sense, I feel bad for the kid who was penalized, but at the same time, that's a hideously stupid penalty. And this business that you don't let a play like that decide a game – is nonsense because if you don't call that, you're helping Cincinnati. Uh, and I, I thought some of the other stuff that went on, uh, it, it didn't really affect the direction of the game uh, very much. The the, the play that uh, took place on third and nine, and then it got called back, and uh, it was uh, run over again, and they – Still missed it, but they got a holding penalty and they kept possession of the ball. But but Cincinnati got the ball back after that. I, I if I were a Cincinnati Bengal fan, I would have been upset generally about the the way the game was officiated. Um, but at at the same time, uh, Cincinnati has established itself. I think as a contender for uh, years to come and. Uh, actually, I think in the Super Bowl, there is much more pressure on Kansas City to win the game because they've uh, played in five straight conference championship mm -hmm. games. This is their third Super Bowl. And so far, fellas, it's a dynasty of one. Hitman, did the refs, yeah. help, did the refs help decide? 
Well, I thought that I definitely thought Kansas City got the whistle. I thought they got the benefit of the whistle uh, uh, most of the day. Uh, you never can. Only a fool would count out Mahomes, you know. And you can't. It's hard to kill him off. And I mean, when you 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 got to let him have it both barrels, uh, and they did not. I, I thought the biggest the the biggest mistake of the game, and I agree with Sandy on this part of it. Cincinnati was their own worst enemy because that last possession, when they punted the ball right down the middle of the field, that's the last place you want to punt the ball. And the, guy, and the guy gets it, and the guy gets it and runs the damn thing back thirty yards or forty instead of just kicking it out of bounds. There would have been no time left, you know. And, and Cincinnati at that point seemed to have rested away the momentum, seemed to have. And I probably at that point, uh, the, 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 the game would have gone into overtime. And I think I might have put my dough on the Bengals, but uh, Mahomes just scares the hell out of everybody and. You can never count him out. There's an old line with fight referees, and Hitman, talking to Hitman about boxing, I'm way out of my league, but let them fight. Um, you know, don't officials um, allowing different things to happen, let them fight. What was Irv Brown's great line, Hitman? Let them play the game. Um, well, you know, our, our, our... <laughs> Irv says nobody's allowed to make mistakes. You know, everybody's allowed to make mistakes except the officials. Yeah, yeah, true. No, <laughs> right. Well they gotta, they're the only people who got to be perfect. But you know, let them fight. Let them play the game. That that late hit out of bounds. That guy was coming full on, and I guess his own teammates really have had you know said things. But yeah, well, he's a hell of that that old side who did yeah. the hit. Sandy's absolutely right. They had to call it. They had to call it. I mean, you can't you can't call that. Uh, during the season, call that during the game, call that every time, and then with the game on the mm-hmm. line, simply look the other way and act like it didn't happen. It happened, and uh, that proved to be the difference, didn't it? Were there were there other bad calls in that game? I I was giving a talk, and I I just saw the final. I saw the game. I saw the final. I, eight to I 10. thought, uh, you know, Peter, there's... it was it, it was hard for me to believe, and I thought both lines were doing this. That they, they, if there was one or two holding penalties, I I I don't remember too many in any case being called, and I thought there was holding going on the whole game. Uh, you know, yeah, Mahomes had the bad ankle yeah. until he had to run late in the game, and then adrenaline took over. But I I I thought there were non calls in the game, uh, kind of affecting both teams going going both ways. Uh, that. They they did swallow the whistle, uh, I think to a great extent. But I I I really don't think it it bent the result of the game, and that's not to say that it could have gone Cincinnati's way very very easily. I mean that's two evenly matched teams. Uh, they played a bunch of games in the last uh, uh, I don't know fourteen fifteen months, and they all could have gone in a different direction. Every one of them, and maybe law of averages caught up with Cincinnati. They had beaten Kansas City three oh, yeah. times in a row. Yeah. Mahomes had never beaten Cincinnati, and maybe it was just one of those law of averages thing uh, things that uh, uh, came about. Uh, I, I was thankful, at least for a competitive game after the first oh, one, first which was, was over the second yeah, yeah. Brock Purdy got hurt oh. early in the game. That game was over, and that's too bad. Sandy Clough, Peter Boyle is the hitman. Joe Williams on the air everywhere. Um, my grandson last night, we were having dinner. He was sure that ball hit the wire. He said, that hit the wire. <laughs> 
I'm looking at him like, okay, you know, that punt, did it go up? Did it hit the wire? And my grandson said it did. So, and again, so we wait all year, Hitman, for some bum refs to decide who's going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, let him play. You, 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 so anyhow, let me go full circle back to the Eagles versus your, your, your Kansas City Chiefs. Um, my grandson is convinced the Eagles will win this. Um, you guys. Well, I can tell you. I'll tell you one thing. He he, he might be right. Yeah. But Jalen yes. Hurts is going to have to play a lot better than he did against San Francisco. Wow. He'll Sandy. have to throw it better. Yeah, he'll have to throw He's it gonna better. Have to play uh, better. No he doubt about not, that. Yeah. Yeah. He did not. But play these well are the Forty Niners. The these are the two best all around teams. And if if you don't necessarily agree with that, uh, I think it is almost without question that if you're looking at offensive and defensive lines, you won't find two better teams in the trenches than the Chiefs and the Eagles. And to me, it's a pick 'em game. And uh, Joe makes a great point. Uh, for me, in the regular season, Mahomes and Hurts were co MVPs. Uh, Hertz is the MVP of the NFC, and Mahomes is oh, the yeah. MVP of the AFC. But we know how Mahomes will play, uh, even as he may still be banged up a little with a high ankle sprain. Hertz uh, did not throw well enough in that game to beat a team like Kansas City, and neither of these teams, uh, although Philadelphia has a greater uh, inclination to run. Neither of these teams are going to win just by running the ball. Uh, Philadelphia got lucky that San Francisco was forced to run the ball after Purdy got hurt. And even Purdy comes back in the game and it's obvious uh, the three of us could throw a football further <laughs> than he was capable of throwing it uh, at that point. But Philadelphia will have to play its best all-around game, I think, to win. But Philadelphia has shown it's perfectly capable of doing that. Uh, I think these are two brilliantly coached teams. Uh, the, the young coach in Philadelphia is the best uh, young coach, I think, in the game right now. And uh, uh, Andy Reid, uh, this is kind of the Andy Reid Bowl. Yeah. Of course, the longtime coach of the Philadelphia Eagles as well as the Chiefs. Did I mention, Hitman, I've read that $100 billion was bet on that game or this Super Bowl game? $100 billion. Do you First of all, do you buy the number that it will be bet this next Sunday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with with the proliferation of uh, all these uh, bet MGM and river bets and all that stuff, there will be more money wagered in this game than it's ever been wagered on any sporting event. I'm sure of that. So. Is it true that they kept a pro team out of Vegas for that reason? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The NFL, you know, and their, uh, you know, how sanctimonious mm. uh, some people can be, uh, present company accepted, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I've read. No, they're in bed with them. They're yeah. in bed with them. They're yeah. in bed with yeah, them. Yeah, no, well, right. yeah, then yeah. now it's fine to have a team in yeah. Las Vegas. Sure. You bet. Now, and don't, is, is the NFL involved in any of those betting franchises at all? No, oh, sure. I, I, yeah, I thought they were. Sandy, talked to that. The, the NFL now in, actually involved or allegedly involved? Well, when the, when the NFL figured out it could make money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're from these partnerships. Uh, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, 
jump right in. Get, whether it's, well, you know, the, the big argument about, you know, and we, I'm kind of a geek about reading about the Black Sox and, um, right. you know, and we, Joe is like, shouldn't even talk prize fighting with Joe here, but, um, you know, uh, Jake LaMotta went into the tank. I mean, guys go into the tank to get fights. So is it, you know, what, how straight is it? And, and now what? With a hundred billion, Joe, you think that's a low number? I, you know, that's I can't count that high. I can't, you know, wow. they're. I just know that they're uh, the money that's going to be wagered on this game is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's up there, and the NFL will be dipping their hand in the till. You can be sure of that. They they'll get their share. They always do. Tom Brady says he's retiring from football for good. Let's start. Hitman, this one's yours, Tom Brady. Well, if he's not the greatest of all time, he's certainly the luckiest of all time. Wow. He's, uh, he's had a lot of things go his way. Uh, you have to give him credit. Nobody's ever. I think Sonny Jurgensen won an NFL passing title, Sandy, when he was 40 years old, didn't he? I think. But uh, the game was totally different back then, you know, than yeah. it is now. And to, and to see Brady do what he's been doing at his age is uh, – you know, I, it's, I I never thought it, something like that could happen. But he's been able to play and play at a high level. Uh, I guess he his level wasn't that good this year, depending on it was. I guess your point it was your point of view. It, it looked like it, you know, especially towards the end. That you know you uh you get a feeling about quarterbacks and you know uh, the old you know we always have a chance as long as he's out there pitching and uh, you got the feeling this year with Brady that really wasn't the case that he couldn't make everything else right that was wrong. And uh, so I, I salute him for his career. Uh, he's, uh, I would take Peyton Manning any day of the week over him, but uh, that doesn't have anything to do with his accomplishments. You know, which, I, hey, you talk about legendary, that's it. I mean, you'll be, uh, your grandkids will be talking about yeah. Tom Brady, yeah. you know, years down the road about what he accomplished. Sandy? I think Joe hit on the essential point that Tom Brady was no longer able to lift an otherwise ordinary team to championship heights. And I think that did happen, not all the time, of course, but I think that happened on occasion, uh, especially uh, with New England. And I think even Tom Brady concluded by the end of the year Let's say he were to have joined the 49ers next year, all right? Uh, that's pretty close to a perfect team <laughs> for a quarterback, right? I, I mean, they don't really have any other weaknesses except they get their quarterbacks hurt all the time. But in any case, uh, I think even Tom Brady knew by the end of this year, if he did join a team like the 49ers, he he wouldn't even be – good enough at this point to to lift them to those heights. And he certainly had a very, very ordinary team, a clearly below average team in Tampa this year. And, I mean, they won their division because their the, uh, division stinks, and they were 8-9. and nine. Uh, The other point, uh, since we're uh, alluding to boxing quite frequently here, uh, Father Time is certainly undefeated, yeah. but Father Time usually wins by knockout. Yeah. 
Father Time won by decision with Tom Brady. Father Time had a real problem with Tom Brady, who would have been 46 years old next year had he chosen to come back. Could he, I could have, it would, again, Joe Williams and Sandy Clough, Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS on a Saturday. If he wanted to stay, could he have stayed? If he wanted to go on a trade, could he have, could he have gone one more year? I mean, this is back, Joe and I, and we've all talked about Ali and this latest book, and the guy counts how many times Ali was hit in the face in the in the Manila fight? Four hundred and forty times, yep. and, and 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 Joe hit him. Four, four, I mean, and then he keeps taking fights. Joe, we've talked about it. And, yes. Uh, um, and and you know, and his managers, Muhammad, uh, Herbert Ali, uh, Herbert, you know, Herbert Muhammad. Muhammad, Herbert Muhammad, and they're willing to book him, and they shouldn't book him. And uh, but could could Brady have gone again? Uh, I think he I, I don't. Good. I don't think so. If he had pride in what he had always done, mm-hmm. and just hanging on uh, really wasn't uh, uh, in his playbook. Uh, I. I. I just think there was an hilarious article, uh, and you can do this now uh, on digital. The New York Times put out the exact story they had written to the day a year ago when Tom Brady retired, remember? And then they added, (laughs) highlighted some changes that came about as a result of what happened this year, but 75, 80% of it was the same. And I wonder if Tom Brady, looking back, wishes he had stuck to his gun and retired in 2022. It's it's interesting. That's a good point. We we just finished this. A book on Monroe and Sinatra, but Joe D turns up in it, and um, oh sure, and I, you know, I, I as a reader about the Maggio and stuff, but Joe, and this is part of the book about Joe said he could not be Joe D anymore. He couldn't be, you know, the the man, and so he retired. And otherwise, it wasn't like they they the Yankees would have. Exactly right. Yankees would have played him. It was his own self-image. And I, when when I saw that Brady story, I thought about DiMaggio saying, I, I couldn't be Joe DiMaggio anymore. Well, I can believe that. And, and, and Joe DiMaggio wasn't 46 either. No, I, I mean, Brady really is right. a marvel. Well, yeah. I mean, it's debatable whether he's the greatest quarterback. But yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I said DiMaggio got out earlier than most greats mm-hmm. get out. Mm-hmm. He got out on time. Joe Lewis, yes, look at look at Joe Lewis. Joe, I mean, hit me on. We talk. Joe Lewis taking that tax fight. He should have never taken that fight. No, no, I, he stayed way too long. Yeah. But uh, uh, you're talking about DiMaggio. Yeah. Uh, he always, you know, the old timers games. They would year after mm-hmm. year. Sandy will remember this. He always insisted on being when they announced him as America's greatest mm-hmm. living ball player. Yeah. Remember Sandy? I was there. Absolutely. That was part of the deal. Yeah. Yep, that's part of the deal to get him to show up. He I saw him come out of the dugout and do that that hat tip. Ego. Yeah, that hat tip. Ego. Yeah, no. One of a well I mean it's all these one of a kinds. Fellas. It's Joe Joe Williams and the one and only Sandy Clough. You're so missed and can we do we do a Super Bowl prediction from you guys and Nothing's nothing nothing nothing's worse than asking for somebody to predict, but um Oh yeah, I've never done that before. No, of course not, no. 
Devils in six, Joe. Devils in six. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'd love to hear that one more time. <laughs> all, right, so, you, all right, so pick them. Pick them. Hitman, pick them. What I do you think? think? Well, I'll, all right, look, Sandy's right. Uh, up front, the Eagles are superior. Their, uh, their yeah. defensive front and their offensive front, I would say the, the two offensive fronts are p- pretty similar. And the Eagles have a, I think they have the edge uh, with their uh, front four plus Hassan Reddick uh, coming off the edge. And the Eagles, their back end, I think, is probably superior uh, to the Chiefs. But I cannot, I, it, it's just impossible for me to pick against Mahomes. Ooh. Some way, somehow, I just he finds uh, a way. I, I I think he's going to find a way if he's not too compromised with that ankle, because as we all know, part of his genius is he's got eyes in the not only in the side of his head, he's got them in the back mm-hmm. of his head, and he's able to you know that, that that sphere of activity back there in that pocket when things go to hell, he somehow is able not only to get out of it but to keep his eyes down the field. I've never seen anybody like him, and he's able to find, you know, the guy that's uh, that's open and get the ball in there. He, he just uh, he's like a miracle man. Now, the the one caveat I would give is high ankle sprains are you know who knows. Uh, usually, it takes uh, not a week or two weeks or three. Weeks. It usually takes three months to 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 get over those. Most people are in a cast. I had one one time. I was in a cast for six weeks. You can walk just fine, but making those athletic moves, that's a whole different deal. So I'm going to assume that with two extra weeks to get ready, that Mahomes will be able to uh, be pretty close to uh, what he normally is able to do in order to neutralize the the pressure that they're going to throw at him. And I'm going to pick uh, Kansas City by hair. Sandy. And just for entertainment value, fellas, I'll go the other way. And I, I, I certainly don't disagree with anything Joe said. And not only would I be reluctant to go against Mahomes, but to go against Mahomes plus Kelsey. I, I don't know what it is with Kelsey. You can put four guys on him, and he'll find a way to get open. Oh, yeah. And he will catch at least ten passes in this game. I just think Philadelphia has the pixie dust. How's that for okay. deep analysis? No one better than you two. I, I just think there's magic around Philadelphia this year. I thought uh, they played their best football oh. uh, in the first 10 weeks of the season. Then they leveled off, but now they're coming back again to that level they occupied earlier in the season. And, at that point, through about the first 10 weeks of the season, I thought they were clearly the best team in the NFL. I think they're close to that level again. So I'll pick them, but it really is a pick em game. It's a field goal game, one way or the other. Love you both. No one better. Sandy Clough and the Hitman, Joe Williams. Will get you. I mean, now they're part of the show. So on Saturday mornings, we get them back. You guys have a great, great weekend. Sandy, as always, man, thank you for doing this. And Hitman, thank you. And what we ought to do, we've done a shoot with Sandy. And maybe, you, Joe, when things straighten out, come back, two of you sit in the studio, we'll call Harms, and we'll do a Banco three-way. But uh, you make it happen. You made the morning happen. I love it. You got it. I'll I love it. you both. Put it together. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Be safe. All right. We go to open lines, 303-696-1971. Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS. Good morning, everyone. Ski season in full swing. Snow is absolutely incredible. And it's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport. 
Now, maybe you're sick of the skis, want to get some new gear, and you know, a lot of snow. You've, probably, you know, you're not going to hit a rock, right? It's the time to have some fun. Take it from me. Any ski or snowboard equipment, Larson Ski and Sport, John Marriott and Corporation and Company. Paul, there's a man out there, Paul, that forgot more. And if you're looking for a day or a season rental, Larson Ski and Sport has the rentals available. If you're looking for new ski boots, Larson has the best fitting process in Colorado. I watched it. The guys at Larson will take the time to get to know you and your family, match you with all the right brands. You enjoy your time on the hill. Larson's is so convenient. You can stop on your way up, stop on your way home. You're westbound on I-70. Get off on the Kipling exit, come down the ramp, make a left, come under I-70, up on the other side, look to right, see the Crab Shack, next to the Crab Shack, a wooden building, seven days a week, Larson Ski and Sport, whatever you need, they got. Larson Ski and Sport, south of I-70 on Kipling, look at the web, LarsonSport.com, 303-423-0654. 11.33, everybody, 27 before the hour, 7.10 KNUS, 52 will be the high today, sunny, tomorrow, 50. Monday, it's light snow, and Tuesday could be my next ski day. Things are real busy right now. 710 KNUS, thank you for being here. Uh, we did a uh, the shoot that we do, the YouTube show. We did it with Mark Thompson, part of Mark and Brian, and it's up on the web, and it is just, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, to get there, you go to 710 KNUS and click on shows, and all, my name will turn up, and then click on me, and it shows. And uh, we did um, that book that we just did, Mafia Spies. We did Frank and Marilyn. It's good stuff. If you're an old guy like me, and it's like, I don't know where I'd be today if it wasn't for Dr. McCallan. She literally saved my life. Uh, and last week, I had some great blood test results, and she's just wonderful. Imagine a world where you're not just another number, where your doctor knows everything about you, spends time discovering all that's necessary to get you and keep you well. All you got to do to her is just keep listening. Not only healthy, but all to, uh, really, really healthy. And the world exists, Cynogenics Denver and Dr. Watt, Dr. McCallan. Michelle, when you answer the when she called, and you answer the phone. Michelle answers the phone. She's like, well, she, she's brilliant, a good friend. You'll be seen and cared for by these great doctors and the staff, and get the world's best age management solutions and help you achieve your peak cognitive, physical, metabolic health. Turning, I know, I don't believe it either. Turning eighty this year and guidance and support. I don't. I wouldn't be here without Dr. McCallan. I'm skiing, riding a motorcycle. Go to the gym, went to the gym early this morning. Full of energy, life short, play hard. Don't settle for less. Start with a phone call, 720-302-2992. Easy one, 720-302-2992, 720-302-2992, and get things off the ground. All right, here we go. Uh, line one, lines are jammed. This is Fred. Fred, you're on a radio show. Good morning, thanks. Good morning, Peter. Hey, man. I always enjoy it when you have... Uh Joe on, because oh. he and I have had this running battle over who's the best quarterback. Although he he said Peyton Manning this time, he normally would say Joe Montana. Yeah, you know Joe. Um, go, you know, with Joe and Sandy, and they're just wonderful friends. And um, this all starts with people saying oh, it was a rig. You know, somebody stole the game and that kind of stuff. So who's better to ask than those two guys? I mean, they're wonderful. Well, if, if I could talk about Tom Brady's season this year. No, nah, I don't. But, <laughs> Keep it on something else. Um, well, no, I, I would okay. like to because I okay. would like to disagree a little bit with those well, guys. Well, he's not here to fight back. so No, I'm not arguing with those All guys. Right. But I just want to make observations. You know, the thing that really hurt Brady this year was, one, he had a, his offensive line was never uh, in place game after game after game. So that was a problem. Number two, his receivers were constantly injured. Plus, one of them got suspended. His best receiver got suspended. But number three, and I think this is the biggest factor, 
is he didn't have Rob, Rob Gronkowski because Rob Gronkowski was a guy that Brady could count on every time to make the play. And I think those factors, and I have, by the way, Peter, just so you know, I know a little about Tom Brady because he's a personal friend of mine. Let me ask you a question. If I had a wife that looked like Tom Brady and she said, don't play football, I I don't know what I'd do. um, No, I'm sure he's a, I I like the guy. I'm the guy that takes heat for liking him because all the Denver fans hated him because he always came here and beat everybody. No, I love, I love great, great ball play. Great. Anybody could. Yeah. And that's another factor this season too, is his divorce. Yeah. You know, oh. that, I think you probably appreciate yes, it. I it, yes, I do. It plays a mental game in the back of your head whether you want yeah, to realize and, and, it or not. And apparently um, she's – I love jujitsu too, and she's running with some jujitsu instructor. And uh, she ma- they make – you know, anything that makes the news. And today in the tabs and, you know, the 24-hour news cycle. So here's a guy. I'm sure he loves her. I mean, you, and she – apparently from what I've read, and that's probably dangerous – she said, quit playing football and stay home with your family. And he said, no, and if all of that's true. And she's running around with some jujitsu guy. And that, Well, let me bring it back yeah. to you, Peter. Yeah. You had a chance to retire, but you came back. Oh, yeah. I think it's in your blood, and I think it's well, I the same too. way with whether it was Joe Lewis, huh? Tom Brady, or Joe DiMaggio. Well, it's, Lewis, it's in the blood. Lewis, I think, um, and it was interesting to do the piece with Mark Thompson from the Mark and Brian show. And he's uh, he's podcasting now with his wife. But when he walked away, and I went through that experience with Bob Lee when you had to get away, and when I realized that I I wasn't done, I I didn't I, and there was too much going on, especially in this business that I thought was out of line. But we'll see. But I I, I love this call, man. I'm, I'm, I apologize for for short. For shortening you up. Um, That's okay. I I just want to say I love Joe. I wish he was back on the air. He and I, I think, had some really good conversations. But uh, Tom Brady is the greatest. And when yeah. guys like Troy Aikman and Tony Romo mm-hmm. say so, I think they know what they're talking about. Yeah, and and like I, I sat this we this this shoot, and I'm sitting there with Mark Thompson, and he's telling the same stories, and and they I mean they ran California. I mean they were like. They were the, there's not anything, anything, Hal and Charlie maybe what happened, Rick and Mike maybe, uh, but to have that kind of clout. And, and it's, it's hard, what was the great line, the smell of the grease paint and the roar of the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, and it's. Um, well, when you've been doing it for yeah. 20, 30, 40 years oh, of yeah. your life, and that's really what you know, yeah. how do you give it up? Well, well, I've, well I've but, that, but that was one, one more, that was the, the, the story, the Ali story is that after Manila, he should have quit, and he did not, and right. and that's why, you know, he ends up how he ends up, and the same with Joe Lewis. I mean, Joe Lewis, they the government forced Joe Lewis to fight, right? And that was uh, that was so horrible to have done that to him. Well, Pete, I enjoy. Listening I love to you, man. You. I apologize for the early stuff. Thank Fred. Thanks well, a lot. That's okay. Have a good day. You too, brother. All right, we go to Jim. Jim, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. Hey, man. Um, listen, your your first guest speaking about um, JFK. Yes. I was following up. There was one question you asked, or he talked about Lee Harvey Oswald, and he had said, I believe Lee Harvey Oswald was a shooter or mm-hmm. something to that effect. Mm-hmm. You didn't follow up because, Well, we were on, frankly, a, we were on a clock. I mean, you, so I got to be careful here, too. This is the question was, was he the only shooter after that? But he, thought, you, heard him say, you heard him say that he thought that there was, an, there was help. And um, 
he, was he, who? Was the mob? Was it yeah. the CIA? Was it both? I mean, oh, yeah. clearly that was a big well, thing. Let me, let, like, let me flip Peter, it back. Let me flip it back to you. Um, what do you think happened? I think it was a combination of the yeah, I do too. CIA and the mob working too. together as a result of what yeah. happened in Cuba. And, and I think they both had a they both had a vendetta. And there's them. another factor in this too: the anti-Castro Cubans. And what's interesting to me, and again, yeah, yeah, uh, and then again, that goes back to Cuba. And well, but let me let me. But, but if you look at the the Watergate burglars, Frank Sturgis and um, those, those guys. Many of them were, were, were Bay of Pigs guys. And many of them were um, CIA. And there's a whole theory in a new book that, you know, Watergate was a CIA operation. Again, what I, I love your call because nothing gets accepted on face value, right, rightfully so. When that latest release of documents came, and we had those two women historians on from Texas, the phone call, Oswald's in Mexico City. Crazy. He, and Crazy. He, no, but he makes the call. And he wants to go back to Odessa, and it's in September, of of the yeah. you know, of, and and I'm thinking to myself, you know, and the other part of it just got really was came out of uh, Mayor's book, Mafia Spies, that Alan Dulles goes to the Warren Commission and never tells the other commissioners that they were plotting to kill Castro. And so here's here's this runaway character, calling. In the embassy, and he wants to go back to Odessa, and take Marina and the kid, and go back to Odessa. Now you're a month and days away from shooting Jack Kennedy. Why do you want to go back to Odessa? I don't believe that was Lee Harvey Oswald. So, see, there you go. But the and FBI, Dulles, I think Dulles was involved with it as well. Sure, I think I, well, Alan Dulles. Of this whole thing. Alan he, Dulles I is. Think, go ahead. No, Alan Dulles is. There's a there's a book that I read years ago entitled The Devil and John Foster Dulles. But Alan Dulles did The Secret Surrender in Italy and all the different things Alan Dulles did. Mm. And it's like Bobby Kennedy. He's not a good man, you know, in spite of what people believe. Bobby Kennedy was not a good guy. And the question I when we we talked to those guys like the Marilyn Monroe Sinatra book, here here's Joe here's the ambassador wrapped up in all these warm blankets on the porch in a wheelchair. Does he even know his son's dead? Wow. Yeah, wow. It's, it's terrible. You know, the unfortunate thing is, I don't know if we'll ever find, come to the end of this, what happened with well, him. And that just shows. But things will. I just don't think we will. Things chase. Um, history chases. And, I, you know, there are things that that we may never know or things that we now know. I read something, uh, and I've got nothing else to do anymore but read. When the Japanese um, aviators take off the um, the aircraft carriers to go to Pearl Harbor to, to attack, the worst thing that could happen to, and they play it out in the uh, Bataan Death March, the worst thing you could do is be a prisoner of war. So... They voted, and no, not one pilot in the attack on Pearl Harbor was wearing a parachute. I just read it. I mean, and, you know, they, you know, like, I know it doesn't mean anything, but think about how, how interesting that is inside of them, that being captured is such a shameful thing. So not one of them wore a parachute on the attack. 
you're well, as, you're the, you're as bad as their religion. I, yeah, of course. I think it's part of their whole religion. But I mean, I don't I don't see how that's related to the assassination of Kennedy. No, but I'm saying to you, there these quirky things that just show up, and you go like the phone call Oswald making the phone call. Never knew about it. I I, I know these, and then they pop up, and then you get you're scratching your head, mm-hmm. you're thinking, well, you know. But I, I really think they were. They said he was set up. I believe. But I the, 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 the other part of it is, and, it, and, and there's a universality to this question. All of these things happen, you know. And in the end, Johnny Rosselli's murdered, and and, and everybody's mm-hmm. murdered. They put a ribbon on it, and they put it. They put the box out on the back porch to be pay, picked up by the garbage man, and the war mm-hmm. goes, and, and the war begins in Vietnam. And they've stopped the war on Castro. They stopped the war on organized crime. All of these things are done. And it isn't until right. it, 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 that, that's even a bigger question. Jim, I like your call immensely. It was very good, man. Be safe. Thanks. All right. Um, Danny Capitalist in a law firm. Dan's the guy, man, believed to be the only attorney in Colorado to win five straight multi, multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. And his partners and Danny's hiring these guys who really are their their former prosecutors so they got a lot of courtroom time courtroom experience and Kaplis's law firm believes talks cheap experience counts results matter they'd be happy to share with you the track record of outstanding jury verdicts and all out of court settlements his firm is there um our family went through some stuff and Mike Dan and I were working together actually we weren't working together he was working on another job called him up and came to the rescue you again I suggest you choose the law firm that shares your values, and Dan's the decent guy. The firm believes in core values have been the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, dedication. If you need help, Dan is there. Answer the phone call, 303-907-5003, 303-907-5003, or hit Capless Law, C-A-P-L-I-S, dancaplisslaw.com. It's 11.51, 9 before the hour on a Saturday, 52 the high and sunny today, 7.10 KNUS back here next Saturday at 9, and we'll do the shoot this week, and we're going to book Nazi conspiracy that's out getting a lot of attention. Cowboy Moving and Storage, and back to the phones, recommended mover, go to cowboymoving.com, click on customer reviews, that's the incredible part, and see how many people have said yes, thank you, and they did the job. See for yourself. Why Cowboy is the recommended mover, family-owned and operated by the same family since 68. Cowboy provides residential, commercial moves throughout Colorado, can store your valuables. Just hold and load is what that's amazing. So basically, if you're moving in a new office, new residence, but you got to leave your current location for new places available, here they come. The storage services for you, the load and hold trailers can work well for short or long-term storage. They put everything, however, how many trailers it takes, load all your stuff up, Warm, dry place and wait. Then you call up and say, man, I'm ready to move. Then they bring it to the new location. Really makes them the best. And I, the guys who do the work there when they move, when I moved, they were on the job. They're running the ground. The guys have been with Cowboy for years. The people who own and operate are the best from moves to loads to holds. Cowboy and the storage. Cowboy's been Colorado's recommended mover since 1968. Donate a portion of every move to Freedom Service Dogs. Try them free to, and again, cowboy.com, it's cowboy.com, cowboymoving.com, spit it out, cowboymoving.com, 303-789-2200, 789-2200. We go to Devin. Devin, we got about three minutes here on the radio show. Good morning. 
Yeah, thanks, Peter. Uh, no one's really giving you the real reason Brady retired at this time. He's in big trouble financially from what I've read in the news, especially with this FTX tie-in where he is, I believe, under litigation for promoting that Bitcoin that went under yeah. and the divorce. The real reason Tom Brady just retired is to bump up attendance for that stupid movie, 80 for Brady, opening this weekend. <laughs> and he's getting a cut of that, so he needs to bump up uh, the wow. attendance. Wow. And even though it's a stupid movie with enough Botox to paralyze the audience <laughs> if they walk in the door. Sick them. Um, that's my story, and I'm sticking I'll, to it. I'll take it. I... I've been reading different stuff on the internet about people that have been promoting Bitcoin, and uh, it was one of Warren Buffett's guys that said it was it was rat poison. He said Bitcoin is monetary rat poison, and I loved that line because I could never figure Bitcoin. I'd have guys on the show, and it'd be like they're doing double talk, and I'd say, "But where's the where's it anchored?" You know, like. An American fiat currency, at least hypothetically, the trust of our country. Okay, but you know when, like Weimar Germany, guys are taking wheelbarrows full of marks over to get a loaf of bread. That's what I always figured Bitcoin was. I really did. Uh, but well, there, there's nothing backing it. Yeah. Um, it is a it is a fiat currency, but there's yeah. no government. Right. No. On my uh, point, I mean, who who going to go after? I mean. You know, when we go off the gold standard, you know, there, there was gold in Knox, according to people that I read, uh, that there, you know, the, the silver standard, we talked about that. But uh, the American dollar is is what? Well, it's... it's, it's, it, it's uh, you can't eat it, Peter. You can't no, eat it. You're absolutely right. But when Bitcoin hit, and I love the guy Buffett's sidekick said, this stuff is rat poison. And I read that the other day, and I went, yeah, probably true. Well, Devin, and I bet, I bet Brady believes it also at this point. You the man. Thanks, man. All right, you guys, as we end, and they, look, the, the Chinese foreign ministry this morning said this statement on Saturday. They called the Chinese airship completely an accident caused by a westerly wind knocking the balloon off course. And it claims the balloon was for scientific research. Look, if they want to know stuff, they can know it. With their abilities with satellite technology, they can do it on the Internet. They, they don't need this. And to me, the, calling it a spy balloon and everything the Fox News is doing, talk radio is doing, it's like the complex, the military-industrial complex needs a war. So listen, let the balloon blow out to sea. But that's not what's going to happen. This is going to be whatever they're going to turn it into. It's, that technology is World War II technology. That's what crashed in Roswell and became, uh, became a UFO. See you next six. Let's see you Wednesday on the shoot and next Saturday here.